Better on Draft podcast is recorded live in Detroit Sound Studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. Now, pop that 40 and kick back with your hosts, Dan, Nick, Ken, Rob, and Matt. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 78 of the Better on Draft podcast. My Hello. name is Ken. We made it on time. Hey. All of us made it here. Matt made it here roughly 10 seconds into the intro I'm song. Paying tribute to Dan, who's uh, always late. So that's what we got to do. <laughs> oh, my name is Ken. I actually, I, I don't have a beer in front of me. I actually told Rob to put all my beer away, so we might have to uh, sneak away to go get me a, uh, well, pour, beer is being poured right now, so that's right. good. Beer's We're... always en route. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what are you drinking over there? Uh, I just cracked a twisted tea. I'm trying to uh, keep it going from uh, the baseball game today. Were you, didn't da- go. were you downtown today? I was not downtown today. I was uh, helping moving today, um, but I kept along with those that were, <laughs> were uh, downtown today for sure. <laughs> Rob, what's going on? Hey, it's another another great day. <laughs> Were you downtown? I was absolutely not downtown. There was there was no way in hell I was going to be down there. I uh, had had more than enough to do uh, with just kind of little house emergencies and in house fires that were going on today. So uh, yeah, there was. Uh, no chance of me going down there. So yeah, I woke up uh, for seven o'clock. I had to go down to uh, Toledo and. I hear music. I hear people. I'm like, oh god, here we go. So I was just, I'm looking down. I'm seeing everyone. Like the the parking lot across the street from where I live, uh, which is like a church parking lot, started to fill up. The Stroh's lot was already filled. Um, people were tailgating. It was just a blast down there, just watching people. But I got the hell out of there. That sucked it. Um, but like, even it was like the eighth, seventh or eighth inning, and sure enough, seventy five was already back to back at like three thirty. Of course. And so I wound up. I had to go all the way up to Sterling Heights. So I took Van Dyke all the way up. So yeah, drove through the nice part of Detroit. The nice part of Detroit. <laughs> east side. What's up? That, that ain't east side. That's still uh, Van Dyke's east side. Van Dyke's not east side. Yeah, it is. East, it is east side. East side's like the definition Harper. of east side is east of Woodward. Woodward. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. They ain't so much you, west of Woodward. You've got, you've got far east, which North is your Plymouth. yeah. You've got your far east, right. which is your Gratiots. Your far west, which is your northwestern highways. Yeah. I don't know what I'm drinking, but it looks foamy, so I'm going to enjoy it. Well, let's uh, let's introduce our guests then, so we can figure out what we're drinking. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself first? Uh, Matt Becker, owner and brewer, Brewery Becker. And next to you, Michael Bryan, Brewgiver. All right. So, what are we drinking? Let's start that off first, so we know. Uh, this is a barrel aged Belgian double with cherries. Oh, that wow. sounds delicious! Mm. Just starting us off right away. Bottle huh? conditioned as well. What's the wow. ABV on that? Seven percent. I was gonna say you don't taste a thing. Wow, it's wow. That's like, yeah. That's <laughs> like, well, I, I love doubles like um, Double Dragon over in Dragon Mead. Probably one of my favorite doubles. It's definitely that Belgian strong ale that doesn't punch you in the face some like a lot of too. No soap. No soap. No soap. Trust me, I have no. soap in a bag. Right oh here no. 
That's right. Five so, questions. Uh, so yeah, you no goldings. That's why it doesn't taste like soap. <laughs> <laughs> so you own Brewery Becker. I do. Are you the head brewer? I am. You are. Yep. So head what? Brewer, when, when did AR uh, HR head dishwasher? You name it. So. When did uh, Brewery Becker open? We opened in June 2014 after almost four years of build out. Oh, is there a reason why it took so long? Or um, the building's an 1871 historic hotel. It's on the National Registry of Historic Places, and it was basically a falling down, condemned trash heap. Oh, where so, are you guys located? Right in downtown Brighton. Downtown Brighton. Okay, corner of First and Main. Now, were you guys required to build it a certain way because it's on the register of historic places or were you did you still have freedom to do what you wanted with it did it have to be restored to its it did not um okay. since there is no historic district the designation doesn't provide any protections unless it's in a historic district okay. that said we did his- historically restore it though so we we say we gave it the greenfield village treatment the greenfield <laughs> so, so and i literally mean that if you if you see the place people call it the most beautiful brewery in michigan it, it's it's jaw-droppingly gorgeous now it's a three-story it used to be a hotel do you yes. still yep. do room or you don't do rooms still no it's imagine, all right? the upstairs floors are all rental halls okay yep. so it's a couple of rentals for weddings for events etc yeah yep yep there's a second floor and a third floor and the third floor is a loft that overlooks the second floor now okay um, and it can be rented separate from the second floor or you can rent the both thing or it's also open on weekends when it's not rented is it a is it kind of like a spillover room too? Do you have a dumbwaiter up and down, or there's a second bar up there? Okay. Oh, even yeah. better. Yep. Hmm. And there's an elevator. And an elevator. You don't need, you need a very a large one. <laughs> I was gonna say, is it one of those like freight elevators where you got to like close multiple gates and then? Um, no, it's it's a very modern all stainless elevator, but it is it's big enough to take a pallet of kegs or a pallet of grain or something like that and a walk behind fork truck and five thousand pound elevator. I was gonna so say, yeah, because my gonna... my grist room and grain mill is on the second floor. Okay, so I need to. Uh, Take everything upstairs, and I didn't. I don't. I don't want to bring five thousand pounds of grain up there every two weeks. <laughs> so we put it in the elevator. <laughs> and I had to have an elevator for handicap reasons. Okay. And it wasn't that much more to go from an elevator that was barely big enough to fit a wheelchair to one that could take uh, two pallets of kegs. Well, had you been in construction before you started brewing? No. So this was all kind of. Learning a lot of went. learning, <laughs> more learning than you could ever imagine. I'll never do that again. Never. Okay, so there's not an expansion in your in your <laughs> not into another historic <laughs> hotel that needs restoration that much. <laughs> oh boy, what a nightmare that was. So let's talk about when you got um, started home brewing. Uh, mm-hmm. How long have you been home brewing before you opened uh, Brewery Becker? Oh. Before I opened, um, 20, 23 years. So this had been kind of a passion or a hobby you'd been doing for quite some time? Oh, yeah. I, I, I first decided I wanted to open a brewery in 1992. Okay. Um, took me many years to actually get around to doing it. Um, watched the industry change a, a hell of a lot in the previous years. and. Uh, I was going to yeah, say, so how many how many breweries were there open in 1992? Maybe four, three. Am I at? Uh, well, I, Mike, I you might know. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible numbers. <laughs> I want to say probably 60 to 70, probably. I mean, yeah. statewide? Yeah, statewide, yeah. yeah. It was at 65 for a lot, lot of years. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, fire, I remember. Fire, that, fire, fire Academy was open then, and okay. um, Local Colors was open. Blue and, Cow open up in yeah, Lansing. Blue, uh, Blue, uh, Blue, uh, Blue Coyote. Blue Coyote, sorry. Yeah. And, you know, Bells and Founders have been around since the... Yeah. Yeah, Bells opened in, what, 86, right? 88. Yeah. Shorts and all those. So so what was the the first batch of beer that you brewed that 
you really thought, okay, I might have something here. Maybe not your first beer, but your first beer that your friends started hounding you to make more of or that you really um, enjoyed. It pretty much started right off the bat. I mean, our very first beer we made was pretty dull. Um, I had no idea what I was doing at the time, but... <laughs> You know, almost immediately, I started reading books and doing research, and and pretty quickly the beers came up to speed. I've always been somebody who enjoys trying to nail um, commercial styles. Essentially, um, I'm a big fan of hollow types of beers. So, you know, when I make a saison, I'm thinking of saison Dupont. When I think when I make a triple, I'm thinking Vesmala. You know, so I always have these these classics in the back of my mind that I'm always kind of shooting for. By best thing I can say, you know, for me is to be able to take my triple and put it next to Vestmile triple and not be able to tell them apart. You know, that's kind of kind of how I like to brew, you know. Well, is there is there a, a matchup to what we're drinking right now, this double with cherries? Um, yeah, you, you can find not necessarily a specific brand, but there's quite a few um, Creek doubles out there um, that are typically barrel-aged as well. Most Belgian breweries they don't age them a long time, but they'll get three weeks or four weeks in, in spent barrels before they go out. That's just how they mature them. And so, and that's about all this guy spent in barrels was about a month. Now, I read your menu. It's very Nordic, you might even say. Is, it, is that kind of the focus is Belgian beers, North uh, European beer styles? Because you have both, like, Belgians that we're drinking now. You have a Kolsch. Yep. You have some, you know, Viking Gruets. Yep, um, yep. So it's kind of all over that you know, North Sea kind of. Um, it, it can at times. Um, I've we've well over a hundred beer styles we've made already at the brewery in just three years. Um, so some people complain I because I, I really besides Vardritka and Hefeweizen I don't have standards. So I have fourteen taps and only two of them stay and the other twelve rotate. So uh, so I'm constantly changing the beers that are on. I do a lot of historic beers, but I definitely. Go more continental. You're so, going to see a lot of German, a lot of Belgian, a lot of French, a lot of Scandinavian. You're going to see less British style. I have to British ask styles. to either get my hopes up oh, or geez. be crushed. Here we go. But did you bring the Munsterlander? I did not. Oh. <sighs> Sorry. But he's got another alt beer, too. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Yeah, the Dusseldorfer. Yeah, did you yeah. bring that one? I did not. I, today we brought... Uh, <laughs> Trying. <laughs> Ken's He's done. out of here. That's it for Better Entry After Episodes. <laughs> no, Ken, Ken, Ken's done. The Bruce Smith episode. Yeah, I brought uh, the, 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 one. the Ore Creek Double, which is the barrel-aged Belgian double cherries. I brought our St. Basil Ale, which is a Belgian Dark Strong slash um, Abbey Ale. Um, that's a fundraiser beer that we do for scholarships as well. You mentioned your scholarships earlier. What do you guys do for a scholarship? Uh, this goes to Catholic Central High School. All the okay. students do. So, so it's not for like a brewery or distillery program. It's no. just a scholarship for a yeah, student. All 100 percent of the proceeds from this beer that I'm showing them right now, which you can't see, go to. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we'll put it on our Instagram. Don't forget to like us on Instagram. Better on draft. <laughs> is that Detroit Catholic Central or it Grand is. Rapids? Yeah, okay. Detroit. Yep. So, and then I also brought uh, our Vardrick to Braggett. Which is a uh, and Vardritka too. So it's our Scandinavian farmhouse sale, the Gruet Ale, and then a uh, a Braggett version of it, which is instead of six percent alcohol, is fifteen percent. Is, is that how you pronounce it? Is Gruet and not Groot? Yes. I pronounce it Gruet. So I don't know. You'd have to if you were here for the, the Mountain person. Town episode, you would have been told it's. Groot. I was I was here for the Mountain Town episode. You, was, you came in late, I believe. That was the episode I had to he run was, the board. I believe he, he was here enough. <laughs> yeah, he, it's Gruet. It's Gruet. But that is speaking of the style of Gruet. <laughs> Um, they're not very known, popular, kind of produced. So 
is it just a style that you like so you produce it because that's something that you want to drink or is exactly it, okay yeah. so my my beer list is a list of beers that i want to drink essentially okay. um i've never been i've never been super good at uh paying a hell of a lot of attention to the market i i make beers that i want to drink and typically that's what other people want to drink too and when you got 14 taps, you make 14 beers, you're going to get something for somebody. Right. So. Now, how big is your system that you brew on? Is it a five barrel or are we talking something? A it's lot? A, I got a seven barrel system. Um, I have four primaries and 22 barrels and aging tanks and serving tanks. Wow. So, so we, uh, we age all our beers almost. There's a few beers that we don't, but the vast majority of them are always aged. So we have a whole basement full of secondaries where beer goes and sits for weeks or months on end before you ever anybody ever touches it. There are a few beers that do come out pretty quick. Hefeweizen, in um, typically beers where you want where being a cloudy young beer is kind of part of the the game of the beer. So when a keg blows at your establishment, do you just kind of go to the basement and kind of I'm feeling frisky for this right now or. Um, we don't keg much actually. We have tanks. Okay. So almost everything's in a tank. So tank goes on. It's 217 gallons in the one tank, and it's served until it's gone. Wow. And then we put something else in the tank. That, that's a hell of a way to go. I imagine you don't blow that often then, huh? No. 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 About once a week we're changing a beer. Okay. So, um, it's one of the draw. One of the advantages of, like I said, I, uh, I bought the building to restore it in 2010, but I've been working on this project for years. So, I mean, I, I bought those, what, Mike, uh, like 2007, 2008? I bought those serving tanks, and this was back, you know, before the real big explosions. So, I, 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 I was able to get those eleven serving tanks for about the price of one tank nowadays. So I, you know, I was able to uh, take advantage of the smaller market by being in the game for so long. Even though I haven't been open that long, it's this has been something I've been involved in for a very long time. Um. Now, Brighton, I've never associated the terms Brighton and craft beer together. Um, has that? Has there been any beers that you put on that have taken off or have been received better into the market? I know you said you're not one for following what the market does, but that was just is requested more often than not? Or um, Yeah, you know, people always want the light beers. Uh, I, get a, I get a lot of people that want something easy, dry pale and not so hoppy. So uh, Kolsch flies off our shelves. Our Hefeweizen's our best-selling beer year-round. It's one of the only one of only two beers that doesn't rotate, so we always have it. And uh, I got to make it like every 10 days. <laughs> it's, it's, it just screams out of the... I mean, it just, I can't believe how much I sell that beer. It's unbelievable. So, Mike, what's your role with the business? What's your role with Brewery Becker? Well, I'm I'm uh, basically somebody who has been home brewing for a lot of years. Uh, I started a company called Pico Brewing Systems uh, back in the early '90s, and we built a ton of uh, kegel systems, uh, kegs that were converted into brew kettles. Uh, we went on to actually building build about a dozen uh, commercial breweries. Uh, the brewery that was up at the Sullivan's Black, Black Forest was was a system that we actually uh, designed, manufactured, built, and installed. Uh, we did that uh, for a few years, uh, putting in an assortment of, of uh, brewing systems at, at various locations. Uh, Oscoda, the, the brewery in Oscoda, uh, uh, is the first one that we put in, and... Uh, 
it's still still in business, still operating, still has the it's same like brewer. Wiltsies. Wiltsies. Yep. Wiltsies in Escoda, yeah. So you, you have no affiliation with the Pico Brew, though, the Keurig Not, not, not beer. the new one. Not okay. the one that is built in a, in a bread maker. Uh, other than Pico's his trade name, and he owns the trade name. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I think uh, we might have a... Uh... Well, they, they were coming out as I was moving out. So, you know, I, I haven't really built any brewing systems myself in the last few years. And I, I don't have the money nor the ambition to, to go after these guys. Uh, but I started the original Pico Brewing Systems. We had a great run from the early 90s until, oh, let's see, the last system we would have built would have been, uh, I don't remember. A lot of beers ago? A lot of beers ago, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I've, I've been brewing for, home brewing for 26 years, and Mike's got a decade on me on top of that still. Yes. So I, mean, I started in 82 as a home brewer, so. But what, over the over what the years, gets you into home brewing in 1982 because that's really uh, <laughs> beer was cheap <laughs> back then. You could yeah. <laughs> no, but you they couldn't you couldn't buy anything good in 82. You know, you could buy all the yellow fizzy beer you wanted, and you know you, you could get imports. Yeah, yeah, but still, I always thought beer should taste better than what beer in the can tasted like. And there was this ad in the back of Popular Science. There was this guy with a this, this, this German-looking guy with a turtleneck, you know, had a glass of beer in his hand. He says, I'll bet you $5 you can make better beer than you can buy. And I said, all right, well, you know, that, that's what I'm looking for. So I sent away for this kit. It came from a brewery, a brew supply store in Erie, Pennsylvania. And I sent away for this kit, and I made this batch of beer. And the batch of beer, you know, came around. I waited, you know, the two or three weeks that they recommended, and it tasted like apple cider. Oh, man, I must have really <laughs> screwed up. This certainly isn't the best beer I ever made. So I, I, I ordered another kit. It came in. I made it. And it still tasted like apple cider. I followed the directions exactly like what they were on the can. One can of extract, three pounds of sugar. What could go wrong? I followed the directions. This is what beer's supposed to supposed to taste like, right? Well, in '82, I didn't know any better, and fortunately, Ted Badger had the real ale company in Chelsea. So I loaded up uh, the, a carboy with a second batch in and some bottles from the first batch. Took it over to Ted, and I said, "Ted, what am I doing wrong here? Why does this beer taste like apple cider?" He says, "Well, next time you make a batch of beer, Mike, try to use two cans of extract and no sugar." And so. It was all uphill from there. <laughs> and if you don't know, Ted Bajero opened uh, Chelsea Real Ale Company, right? That was the name of it. In, uh, in 82. 82. In 1982, yep. it was Michigan's first microbrewery ever opened. So um, Ted now uh, is the owner and brewer of Ipsy Ale House. He recently oh. reopened. So for very briefly early last year, he was the first microbrewer and the newest microbrewer in Michigan. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> now, do you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so Mike um, brews on a historic system out in our patio and, and does all our Brewgiver line of beers named after himself. So any, as I said before, I'm very much focused on very traditional historic beers where Mike is the guy who comes around with the creativity and says, you know, why not put – Captain Crunch and strawberries in a beer, or why not have the bean soup beer? So anytime we've done a beer like bean soup or Captain Crunch and strawberries or the smoked sage squash peppercorn beer, or savory pumpkin ale. Savory, savory. <laughs> now, anytime we've done all these beers, they're all they're all Mike's creations. So. Now, uh, do you still brew at home? Oh heck yes, heck yes. <laughs> I'm gonna always brew at home. Do you have something that you make every every time? Or no, 
I rarely make the same beer twice. Really? I think I've got an exception coming up, though. The sate that uh, I brewed with Matt. Um, okay. Sate is a Finnish-style beer. And I this is a beer that is an old, old recipe. Uh, they would uh, heat up the water, uh, do the mash. Uh, they wouldn't necessarily boil it. It would be cooled by pouring it down a trough that has uh, juniper boughs. Uh, the folks at, at uh, Dark Horse uh, just released a sate. And uh, because it was a beer that I'm currently pretty excited about, my wife and I made the trip over there Thursday night and, and enjoyed some beers. And unfortunately, I missed the brewer, but I left him a couple <laughs> bottles of the, the beer that I made. Uh, so it looks like there's actually a couple that we may have gotten around here at one point because it looks like Sam Adams made one. Mm-hmm. Um, Dogfish had made one, as well as New Belgium made one. The Satis, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, and I've had some. I've never I can't heard of the say brand. They've ever really that. tasted much like these old, these more traditional Satis that you've made. I mean, they the these commercial ones are much cleaner <laughs> and don't really taste like Sati, if you ask me. They're, well, I would think. I mean, especially with Sam Calione over in Dogfish Head, I think he he tries to adhere his, so. a little more to. He does absolutely. You know that, yeah. that that's kind of like his pride is when you know when you're looking at what was the name of that TV show that he had because he had a TV show oh, that's right. I and I remember he went to Egypt to get like yeah, Egyptian got style some, yeast yeah, and he pulled some yeast off a fig or something like that in a in yeah, a out of the in a orchard or something, or something. Yeah. 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 yeah so, so like I, I think he tries when he tries to do these types of beers he tries to stay as true as style or tries to rebring the style cuz even in his book he talks about yeah, it yeah and, and he works with McEwen from University of Pennsylvania and does all a lot of his reproductions of his research that he does and he's a you know I'm a huge fanboy of his as well. I read all his books, and and he's a big inspiration for a lot of my beers. Well, I think so a lot of people, a lot of people appreciate him. You know, in regards to some of the bigger names in the the industry. Well, I'm talking about um, Professor McEwen now. Oh, okay. Sam Killian, okay. So. Well, at least for, at least for Sam, you know, I, I I was talking to somebody else who met Sam at, I believe it was CBC, mm-hmm. and mentioned, hey, I'm opening up a brewery. And he stopped what he was doing at CBC pouring and talked to the guy for 10 minutes. Excellent. And was just like, hey, what are you doing? What are you brewing? What do you like? What do you don't like? And that, that kind of thing, you know, someone as high up as Sam in regards to the craft beer tiers, because you're, you're talking minus the big names, which are Sam Adams and Yingling. Yep. Dogfish Head's right up there Absolutely. as one of the, one of the yeah, top ones. Yep. And just to take the time for someone who's basically a nano brewer, you know, someone who's making very, very little beer, I, I think that puts a lot in regards to building the community a lot more. It does. Um, well, and you, you mentioned Sam Adams. Look at all he's done over the years. Jim Cook. Well, know, he was just here in Michigan uh, a couple months ago for yeah. the uh, the Brewers Guild, Brewers Guild Conference. conference yeah, yeah. Winter Conference. Oh, I didn't know oh, he was yeah, at yeah. Winter Conference. He, he was, was a good, uh, keynote speaker. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't go to Winter Conference this year, yep. so I decided yeah. to go skiing in Steamboat instead. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I missed it. <laughs> Darn. So, but, I mean, you know, he's got that program where he makes those zero-interest rate loans to microbrewers during the great hop shortage of 08. He, uh, when Budweiser was trying to corner the hop market and, and force all of us out of business, he... Uh, was selling Sam Adams was selling their contracted hops that they had plenty of to other microbreweries at cost. Really, at a, at a time when people were paying forty and fifty and eighty dollars a pound for hops, when you're when a box Ooh. of hops went from one hundred eighty-five dollars to two thousand dollars, and then Bud decided to buy up the rest of the hops in the world to try to force us all out of business. He 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 personally probably saved what twenty 
30, 40, 50. Well, do you think this is why we're seeing a renaissance of hop farms, especially within the state of Michigan? You're seeing them start to sprout up every. It's helping a lot with preventing another great hop. Sure. Shortage. Yeah, that's so right. That was a weird combination of failed harvests and a big fire. Yeah, so, so, th- so they say. <laughs> now, my theory, and I, 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 we hear this a lot from brewers, that you have to wait three years for a decent hop crop. Have you, has anybody ever brewed with a fresh crop of hops? There's nothing wrong with the hops in, a, in the first two years of, of growing hops. Uh, the problem is that it takes a certain amount of time for all of those vines to, you know, come to come to major production uh you're only the first year you've only got a six foot vine and you're going to be uh uh you got a six foot vine and you're and you're going to get just a handful of hops off of it the second year you're going to uh you know have a, a vine that's a little longer than that but by the third year you got a 20 25 foot tall tall vine it's at the top of your you know your trellis system and uh you know you're getting a decent amount of hops so when you talk about uh, hops not being, you know, it takes three years. It it takes three years to get a, the quantity, production. a production quantity of the hops that you're that you're trying to. Well, maybe to make. I I was just under the impression that it it needs more maturity, more seasoning no. for that. Because I think wasn't it uh, Eastern Market saying that this was the first year they planted hops last year, and that they weren't going to do anything with it until two years when they would start moving with them. And I thought. No, well, didn't. hey, let's brew like a virgin IPA or something like that, yeah. where you throw all the hops in one kettle and have like a limited release or something like that. Yeah, my understanding as well is it's just the it's it's more just the vine the, qua- the quantity of, of hops that you get the first year isn't isn't worth picking hardly. We I mean, should have Sean from Top yeah. Hop come in. Oh, we actually we we had a brand new hop farm called Hopley Ever After uh, okay. come onto our show. <laughs> I haven't heard of that one yet. <laughs> um, yeah, Sean Tobridge owns um, Top Hop Farm in, in Goodrich, and he he supplies a lot of people in this area now, and he he. He's a great guy. I'm sure he'd love to come on your show. Yeah, we'll definitely reach out. Yeah, we had we had Hopley Ever After on, um, and they were talking because they were in year like one, one and a half mm-hmm. um, of their first harvest. So what they were doing is they had a photography business that um, that that made them their money, but they used the hop farm for weddings and ceremonies and stuff like that. So a nice outdoor venue. Oh yeah. So they utilized you know the, the crops as backdrop. Without having to necessarily pull the crops yet, <laughs> so yeah, definitely interesting. Um, you know, we, we we've talked about it a few times in regards to how long it takes for hops to mature, and I think when you're looking at 2008, a hop shortage, you created a hole in the market in the state of Michigan. It, it, it was a rough world, year. Really? It was a rough, well, yeah. rough, rough year. I know it was. It was brutal. What well, I, I think it's kind of as much of a micro wave the beer has become we always talk about it being a bubble things like uh the supplies like the hops like you've even seen like what are they called malters now is that the top proper yeah, term malters yep. malters yep. rather yep. those are starting to come into michigan um i think it's kind of a business people say hey um you know my current crop isn't you know selling as well as what i see my neighbor selling his hops for so maybe next year i'll plant hops and start doing some of that it's kind of like it's the essential backbone of capitalism is that's people want beer beer needs hops let's grow hops instead of carrots or celery or potatoes well all these all these hop farms are definitely starting to drive hop prices down um they were 16 18 bucks a pound a few years back from the local michigan stuff and then they were six 14 bucks a pound now i'm starting to see them for 12 and 10 bucks a pound so um i mean they're 
they're going down in value because there's so much acreage being planted. Do you think that's going to hurt or help craft beer moving forward? Do you think um, there's going to be like a market crash? As, as far as beer goes, I mean, I, I like having a, a wide variety of, of hops available at a, at a reasonable price. I mean, that's an excellent thing for me. Is it excellent for the hop farmer? I don't know. But uh, it's certainly not going to hurt craft brewing to have more more hop availability at cheaper prices. It's just going to help us. Have you? I'm sure the answer is probably yes, but have you brewed with your West Coast hops like your Mosaic hops and Simcoe? A a little bit. Um, We're probably the least hop-oriented brewery in the entire state of Michigan. Out of the 115 different beer styles I've made, I think three of them are IPAs (laughs) so far. Um, In fact, Rex had a brewery when he reviewed her brewery. said, if you're hooked on IPAs, this is not the place for you. Um, So I don't put much time in... Well, I mean, you you have you have a West Coast IPA, we which do. is your West yep. Coaster. Yep. Wow, that's <laughs> stretch okay. on that name. He's, well, he said he's not you a noticed, marketer. You, you've noticed that the vast majority of our beers don't even have names; they're just called saison. Yeah, the, the you have you have the session IPA. Um, we do, which is I, I think that's that's the current. Where, we actually where had this summer the market trends going to be IPAs on. Why? Yeah, I know it's never happened before, and and it wasn't very long, just because you know there was a batch that was almost gone, and um, so the the West Coast is the first time we've made a West Coast, just because uh, uh, people have been asking. So, um, are you going to try to get onto the uh, the New England trend? If people ask for one, I might make one. So, um, but as far as like the hops go, I I do use some mosaics. But I, I almost never use Amarillo or Simcoe or Cascade. Cas- I, I don't think I've ever used Cascade in a beer in my brewery, but not once. So you poured us something different on this time, Ron. That is um, the St. Basil's, which is our um, scholarship Abbey. beer. You said, yep, right? it's a scholarship beer. One hundred percent of the proceeds go to scho- high school scholarships. So now, is there any kind of blurred line between? Brewing beer and giving beer money away in schools because I know you can't bring beer onto school grounds and there's always that. Well, we certainly don't have any of the beer at the school or anything well, like that. Yeah, that would so. not be your target market with most yeah, of them exactly. under the age. So, um, but uh, it's it's just a way to keep the school affordable for people. It's where I went to high school as well, and um, you know, a big part of our school there is that we want to keep the school accessible to people and. And it's quite affordable compared to other schools along its lines. So, so um, before you were a brewer, what, what what were you spending your days doing? Uh, I'm a controls engineer. Okay. So I built capital equipment and did automation. So this kind of moving to brewing beer wasn't necessary. While it was different, it's still kind of the same structures and in place to I have to do A, B, and C to get the outcome that I want. Yeah, it's, it's why Michigan has so many breweries. I mean, why, you ever stop to think, why does Michigan have so many breweries? I thought it was because the water is so good. Yeah, a lot yeah. of engineers. <laughs> because of our, our great three-tier system where the distributor owns you for life and the government can smack you around any time I was going to say. I, a place you, like Colorado after, with a two-cent beer tax. With after that system. first sentence, you had me hooked like, where is he going with this? <laughs> so the reason we have so many breweries is because we have so many engineers. Right. Almost every brewery I know has been opened by an ex-engineer. There's something about engineering... Sure. I was going to say, I'm, I'm pretty sure hand hand. our homebrew club. I'm pretty sure the owners of uh, North Center Brewing Dragon are Meat. engineers. Dragon Dragon Meat. Meat. We're all, all, all engineers. Liberty yeah. Street. Yep. Um, yep. 
eternity. Is that like um, how I can go on and on and on and on and on? I would wow. bet seventy-five to ninety percent of breweries in the state are started by ex-engineers, and since Michigan has more engineers per capita than anywhere in the U.S., Motor that is why we. I guess have I never put those together. Like, yep. that's I'm my right. my hypothesis. I'm in sales, and what happens when you go to sales is you become addicted to coffee and chain smoking. <laughs> of course, I didn't get into either of those, but I don't see any tobacco farms sprouting up near car dealerships. So, there's, there's something, there's something yeah. about the combination of art and science and drinking that I think just appeals to people that go into engineering because those are the kind of things you like. Do you, you think like. it's because, hmm. well, I mean, on You get that, to build systems, you get to make products, you get to experiment with types of ingredients. I mean, there's, sure. there's a lot of science in this art. I yeah. think, okay, well, building on that premise... Um, I don't think we've ever heard that before, but do you think that because being an engineer, it's always about finding the right answer, the one correctness, and then beer is all about the opposite where you play around and it's more of how a lot of chefs are mathematicians? I think it's love but, of the process because engineering in a lot of ways is process manipulation. So I wonder what this will do. And, and machine building. Yeah. You know, and a lot of... There's a there's a lot of gadgetry in home brewing, isn't there? You get to build all these different little things, and if you're an engineer, you probably like to you probably have a little shop in your garage where you make stuff too. I, I would almost think it's because engineering, you're always trying to find the answer, and in beer, you can just make whatever. It's almost like the opposite, where you know they they always say people who are in so, you know so much control, they at times their outlet is being out of control where others can make decisions. So the best brewers I know are, are hyper in control and very detail-oriented and the things that made them great engineers is what makes them great brewers too. The, folk, the folks at Ellison are engineers. Yep. Yes. Yep. I mean, you can just... Too bad Nick's not on here today because <laughs> obviously we, we have an engineer that's on our show who mm-hmm. works for DTE. Okay. Well, I thought you meant Nick the Brewer. No, not Nick the He's Brewer. He's an alcoholic engineer. <laughs> <laughs> He's just an alcoholic. Well, well, have you ever noticed how many engineers drink as well? So. <laughs> you gotta find Maybe that's answer. the true answer. Sometimes it's, yeah, like how can I make this... Maybe that's what it was. Like, how can I make this beer taste better like we found in the 80s, and then I engineered away. And how do I make this bitter beer be less bitter so my friends like it, hence the Session IPA? And then uh, how do I make this dark beer less dark, so hence the porter? Yep. I think I figured it out. Yes, you have opened up the gateway to science. It's Like I said, it's the perfect combination of engineering and art. Yes. So and, what are, and at the end result, you have beer. Yeah, what are your awesome. uh, your plans for uh, Brewery Becker like in the upcoming year? Do you have any big releases, any big parties that you're going to be throwing out there? Um, you know, with the kind of the nature of the brewery, the fact that I only have two standard products, so every week is essentially beer a and glassware. So, um, so I don't really do things along those lines, just because it, we're always releasing new beers. Almost every week there's a new beer coming out that's never been produced before. And I don't just mean my same IPA where I maybe change 5% of the hops to a different type or something. I mean, I'm talking different beer styles all together. I mean, what? Do you mean our... not everybody's building Captain Crunch and strawberries? <laughs> <laughs> Only when you're with me, Mike. <laughs> I did see a, a Cinnamon Toast Crunch beer this week. Coonan. Yeah. Coonan made it. Yeah, so... I assume, because Coonan made their, their breakfast champions uh, for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, they do all right. kinds of stuff over there yeah. as well. So. Yeah. yeah. No, are there any styles of beer that are on your... Horizon things that you've kind of been kicking around that um, you're, you're thinking about going into. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely getting deeper into into historic beers, specifically what we would call grog beers. Um, 
so these are typically gruits where there are some combination of grain, honey, fruit, and a bitter resin of some sort. So I'm, I'm definitely starting to experiment more with that. Do you guys um, do anything for National Gruit Day or no? We do, yeah. yeah. Our margarit is what we do for it. Okay. But it's it's a, one of the beers that don't rotate, so, I mean, we're on there, but are we doing something for it? And I, not specifically. I, not specifically because yeah. we always well, have gruits. I, unless really so. you're Mountain Town, because Mountain Town's the only place I've seen that really explodes when it comes to Gruit Day. Because I remember mm-hmm. going up to Gruit Day three mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. and I remember... It being ridiculous, like they had fourteen gruits on tap. Oh, really? <laughs> and we're like, all right, like <laughs> I, I just on tap tend not to do those they, kinds of things. I mean, okay, I just kind of produce. Well, I mean, today's National Beer Day, so yeah, we're celebrating it, it correctly. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. I don't know. That's what on tap. Here's the National Beer Day, guys. Mike. Never cheers an empty glass. That's no, like a German that's bad sin. Luck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to do a German, that was a '96 thesis. Yeah. There you go. What's that? That's that the, was a '96 thesis. That's the last thesis. They were '95. '96 was never cheers an empty glass. No prost empty. Here's the national beer. You guys are now prost. Cheers. Somebody. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Theodore Roosevelt. Well, this, this is the American National Beer Day. Should right. we be oh, safe for Cheers. Cheers. Right. Cheers. Cheers, eh? Oh, that's yeah. Canadian. Oh, wait. Well, yesterday, I don't know. This is Michigan. Yesterday was the centennial of going into World War II. I heard that. Today is the net day of celebrating leaving Prohibition. Do you think those two kind of go hand in hand? or Just You'd have to ask FDR. Yeah. Or one of the Roosevelts. Yeah, uh, I'm glad Prohibition is over. Yeah. Well, guess I, what? I love Be that. careful. Yeah. Have you guys? Teetotalers are still out there. Well, There's still teetotalers. Utah, Utah just dropped the uh, the percentage of alcohol in your blood to being uh, 0.05. Yeah. Colorado's 05. Yeah, you can't even sm- smell beer and, and alcohol on the drive. Well. Well, there's that's, there's actually still a prohibition debate. party, like a, a political party. Oh, yeah, that that's, you that's could, what I meant. You can, you can I, I think it was on the presidential ticket this There's a, there's a neo-prohibition movement. Yeah. It's out there. It's real. It's small, but it's they, I mean, they haven't given up on taking our beer away from and us. And there's still, what, eight states that didn't ratify the 21st Amendment. So yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I did not know that. That's that's interesting. <laughs> that should have that, been a five questions. That's question. Your, that's your tease for the news. In well, that the more you know. Oh, hey. I guess Rob would have already known the answer, so I'm glad I'm going to stick with my questions <laughs> that are opening day based. Opening. Oh goodness. Baseball I know based. this is the bad news bears. Since yeah, I'm, this is going to be bad. I, if I would have known, I'm just asking wasn't. Chris Shelton the question, answering Chris Shelton for every single answer. I'll give enough. Was, I'll give enough clues to where you I can was, get the answer. I was, right. I was just really, going to Google it. I was just basically just like going complete Tiger's history. You you're just going opening day, and that's it. Yeah, I mean it's opening, opening day. It, well, yeah, it's, Chris, it's, Chris Shelton would be an opening day fact, wasn't that a a four homer night? No, I don't think. I think no. I, I'm going to say no. And well, I'd help you guys out, but I'm still in mourning for the Red Wings. So, <laughs> final yeah. game at home on Sunday. You know, the, Sunday is going to be. It, it's, it's the none in the playoffs is what. That's the yeah, point. but you know what? Sunday that's they have morning, a noon. Yeah. They have a one o'clock start, and then two o'clock is when they do this, the red carpet at the Joe. With uh, they're going to have like a handshake line with all the Red Wings, and then former Red Wings before you get in the Joe for season ticket holders. So, like right around noon to three in downtown Detroit is going to be hopping. Are they going to do like what they did with Comerica Park and, and just like basically take the puck after the game and then do a ceremonial drop the puck on the ice of the pizza arena? The pizza pizza arena? Yeah. No, because they, they don't want that bad. I was going to say, I don't think that's. Uh, 
Uh, it might not even be finished yet, or it won't be finished well, yet. I've, do you I've think they'll my paint the puck red and put white spots on like it's a big piece of pepperoni? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, so remember how they used to do the uh, the highlight the fox cam? Tail. Yeah, I love that. I was the only one who what, liked it. What if we put a pizza over it with oh. the, the, and like a red tail so it looks like oh, pizza no. sauce no, hanging around? No, it'll be a red puck with a breadstick behind it. <laughs> like crazy breadsticks. Oh, oh my gosh. There's so many bad visuals on these. I know. <laughs> we are going to... Uh, Take a quick break. We'll be right back with the Better on Draft podcast. And we are back. Episode 78 of the Better on Draft podcast. Still with us, Brewery Becker, as well as Brew Giver. I said it right. So what can you brew with a rubber band, a paper clip, a batch of strawberries. I was waiting for that. And a Bic lighter. That one, the one from the party store that you need three turns to work. All right. Methylated the rubber band is used to heat the kettle. I don't want that in my beer. <laughs> you can burn the rubber band. I will burn it before I put it in my beer. <laughs> so, okay, there we go. I see what I was looking for. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm looking at the news page, and well, I'm like, Because I know you, you definitely, apparently, oh. you really want to talk about that one. So let's let's first bring out the big news. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, should I, should I bring that out first? Let's uh, let's talk about the, uh, the Stout 16. We have a winner. Yes, apparently we do. A, a resounding winner. Yeah, but they they took off and did not stop. No, uh, to say and, the least. And big ups to what was that? Was that Mark from Perrin? Dude, leave the Is one shining moment to like. Yeah, Luther we don't, we don't, we, don't, we don't need to get any. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're such as well. Come on, we're, Luther, we're not getting a C and D from Luther. Oh, we'll get him for his record company. That's for right. sure. I mean, you Every can go to Krispy Kreme and start making a Luther, but that's about it. So, uh, with the voting itself, Boffin <laughs> defeats Redline, and uh, definitely quite an interesting vote. Five hundred five to two twenty one. Now, is my comment that I said to you in the group chat available? Uh, possibly. Like, I knew Cinderella was a stepchild, but I didn't know that Cinderella was a redhead stepchild. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't hear you. There you go. Put, put the mic. not work. It's, then, then go to a different microphone. I'm turning all knobs. Yeah. I mean, tight, tight. not that knob. So Boffin is going to be winning. We are going to announce the winner. Uh, well, not announce the winner. Announce uh, the uh, the winner on our Facebook page. Definitely add Boffin on Facebook to find the just just go to a different microphone. Just just go to a different microphone. There you go. Five 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 five. There you go. With that in mind, uh, definitely check out Boffin's website or their Facebook page, and you'll know exactly when the release is. Baffin Brewing Company. We do know the beer, though, when we can announce that. It's going to be their Mango Unchained. The M is silent. The M is silent. <laughs> so is it Ango Unchained? It's like Ango Unchained. So we did have a secondary contest. We had the Bad Beat Bracket. This one didn't get the love and support I thought it would get. I think everyone was a little exhausted after the uh, the first three rounds, to say the least. <laughs> and you plus, know. there were three choices, so now it was it was making this was it even, this was even one shining complex. bracket, one shining bracket for sure. <laughs> so, uh, your winner of the bad beat bracket is Downey, the Downey family over in Dearborn, Downey. Michigan. Uh, coming up, they uh, they just uh, got eked out by Boff in the round before. Uh, but nonetheless, Downey is the winner, which means we're going to be giving away a fifty dollar gift card to Downey. Um, to say the least, I don't think they have actual physical gift cards there. Uh, but nonetheless, you will have a tab there. And uh, with that in mind, your winner of the gift card. Oh, we, we announce this now. Oh, we're going to announce. Why it don't now. we give away like five growlers worth of beer and pick five people? 
because you didn't explain to that earlier, so I'm still going <laughs> to give right. away the $50 that I uh, explained. So it, the name is John Miller out of Clinton Township, Michigan. He's going to drive all the way to Dearborn to drink alcohol? That's not that far of a drive. Hey, if he voted for Son, him, then he must have drove down there. That is 94 that's, all the way. That's, hey, all right. that's an excuse to go head out to down, uh, Downey, bring some friends, hey, we had free couple, beer. We had a couple of the guys that were in the Down River Beer Drinkers United group that were driving up to Baffin to say, all right, we need to find out. Well, that's out. straight 94. Yeah, that's straight 94, but well, that's, so is, that's still. So is uh, kind of. Yeah, but I mean, it's a lot closer. Come on, River Rouge, even River Rouge to St. Clair Shores. Is a lot closer than Clinton Township to yeah. Dearborn. But you could also say, you know, Sault I mean, Ste. Marie straight seventy five too, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's straight seventy five. I work for uh, Ray at the Sioux Brewing Company as well. <laughs> so, uh, John Miller, we're going to be reaching out to you on uh, Facebook. Make sure to pay attention. Hopefully, if not, then we'll just give it to another person if he doesn't accept it. Yeah, yeah I'll Fair take enough. it. I, I will take it. Better hop back, fool. Uh, I was going to say, well, I'll take it. And then yeah, we'll all. Right? Uh, Throw a better on draft party. Ain't no party like a better on draft party because a better on draft party stops reasonably at 2 o'clock in the, after, in the evening. Cause, in no, the like, afternoon? In the evening? In the evening because that's when bars shut down. <laughs> wow. So uh, I think 2 a.m. is, in fact, 2, 2 p.m. I mean, you can call. I, I don't when know start, if it, when you start work at three three p.m. You know, two a.m. is quitting time. That, yeah, man. it's like dinner. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. And uh, also, don't forget, we are giving away two tickets to the Metal and Beer Festival out in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is going to be say two that again. Days. Metal and beer. Metal festival? and like beer. Metal festival. like metal. Yes. Metal like, like metal. Like metal and I beer mean, festival. It, can you throw out Tell some of those bands again? So the the Metal and Beer Festival itself is going to have uh, bands including uh, Pig Destroyer. Which is probably the only one that I really know off the uh, like know of. Um, Agoraphobic, I believe, is another one of the the. Oh, actually, here we go. We have uh, I, I have all the the bands right here. Is this a Dave uh, Mustaine production? Uh, I don't Not believe it's Dave no. Mustaine as much as it's Unibrew who has teamed up with Dave Mustaine at one point. Uh, Agoraphobic, Nosebleed, Municipal Waste, Immolation, Panopticon, Krieg, Crypt Sermon, Sleep. What Scott Snap's coming? <laughs> Krieg, not Creed. Uh, Pig Destroyer, Withered, Chemis, Falls of Raros, and Cemetery Piss. So, like, is there like a, a is this is there like a metal band name generator? Like, there's a Wu Tang Clan name generator because it seems everything is like medieval, upset, gothic, and hurting things and hurting things. Like you say that like it's a problem. No, I'm just. It, it seems like it's very cliche. So I'm just trying to figure out if it, it all is. comes in the same area. Did I just get turned off again? No, I turned off number six because you were you're I mean, double double loud. That that's the whole point of of death metal is like, that it's supposed to be. I want to hear of a macabre. It's supposed to be medieval. Medieval. I want I want to go to a a death metal show where the group's called like Happy Fun Time or I Love Belly Rubs. As, right now I'm really feeling I should have brought my Viking drinking horns that we have at our place. Because so, I don't know if you saw on our website, but the Horn Club is one of our things. And along with Varditka beer, we, we sell hand-carved, hand-painted custom B-wax 
line drinking horns oh my that are truly pieces of art. And now that we're talking about metal, which I didn't think we would talk about it, up here, thing. I I now am feeling wholly unequipped. <laughs> this show can go sideways real fast. Yeah. You're lucky it only took us 55 minutes. Yeah. So well, now that we're talking about metal, have you guys heard about the Scandinavian no. bluegrass band that only covers Swedish death metal songs? I, They're called Slotcher of the Bluegrass. That's a lot of words <laughs> that you just said. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And, and, it's, and it's kind of weird that those words yeah. could actually actually possibly go together. <laughs> so what do you what do you think is more possible? Viking reggae or Jamaican death metal? Oh, Jamaican death metal is already existing. Okay. Almost certainly. Oh, oh my gosh. So anyways, as we finish up this conversation real quick <laughs> before we, we get to this? the news. Can we talk about this now? Uh, you just we, have to we, have a die in the world. What do you, what do you want to talk about that? So um, <laughs> our Stanley Cup, our one shining moment, will be this golden shining growler that I will be very happy to present on the bar top of Baffin Brewing Company at a date to be determined. So I look very forward to giving it to Evan and Joe, I believe, yep, and crowning them the first ever 2017, I guess the only ever stop 16 only, or The first ever. <laughs> the first of many, that's for sure. So uh, with the Metal and Beer Fest, just so you guys know, some uh, breweries that are going to be there include McKellar, Cigar City, 18th Street, Three Floyds, and Hoof Hearted. So a uh, large group. That's two days of unlimited pours. Unlimited pours, as well as you get two days worth of concerts, too. (laughs) Um, So you can just drink or you can drink and metal. Will it be a slosh pit instead of a mosh pit, then? Well, if you're in the mosh pit and you're sloshed, you will be, in fact, in a sloshed pit. It makes the elbows hurt less. Do you think anybody it will makes be so hurt less? Do you think anybody will be so savage they just come off the top ropes with an elbow? I hope so. Uh, I see what you did there. Oh, I see what you yeah. did. <laughs> Rob, what's going on? Hey, was that a little rot or macho man you had? Over <laughs> yes, there? yes. Ooh, well, savage yeah. elbow drop. Just yeah, don't drive your car. Just don't it. drive your car into a light post. <laughs> exactly. well, he had a heart attack. Right. Jesus, come on! I was saying, I thought he died normally. Come on! Don't, don't, he, you don't know what? Just my rant, macho man. I, I he know. missed Elizabeth. I know. Oh, oh. Good Lord. I just saw a picture of him the other day yeah. on Reddit where he was contemplating the existence of the world, looking out over the sea, and I, I was sad. <laughs> oh, Macho no. Man is no longer here with us. Right. I, I have that meme. I missed that dude. Rob. Any, anyway, a um, couple of things I came across this week. Um, obviously, taking over the world one state at a time being the uh, conglomerate, conglomerate known as Oscar Perrin Cigars, as I'm calling them lately. Um, added some more distribution into the mix as Perrin is going to start distributing in New York uh, this month, while Cigar City is going to be moving into New Jersey. Um, supposedly, it looks like this week from the article I read. Um, it may be this month, maybe next month, but regardless, they are moving into New Jersey. Um, for Perrin, I believe that puts them at, I think it's four states, including us being Colorado, Florida, and you know now New York. Couldn't remember there were anywhere else. Uh, Cigar City adding New Jersey is going to be um, their ninth state, uh, which you know includes obviously Florida, then Georgia, Alabama, Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York, Tennessee, and North Carolina. Um, one thing I've been kind of thinking about is you know we had that Ice Jam festival that happened over at Perrin, Perrin. Yep, that that happened. You know what was that? A couple months ago. Yep, and, it was right before Mike came on the show. Right, and and they had. Their, their own exclusive highlight that was brewed there at Perrin. 
And it basically was supposed to be on tap until it was gone, which, you know, everybody just raves about highlights so much that I kind of thought it should have been gone that day. It's overrated. And yet, going to Perrin for the No Rules release two weeks ago, sure enough, it's it was still there on tap. It's because you can't get it here. It's, it's got the, the old fat tire effect before fat tire got into Michigan. Everybody loved it, and the second it got here, nobody cared. Okay, I guess I guess that's maybe what or, I was thinking then, because because I mean, with with all of the distribution that is happening, and that you have Parent going into these states that Cigar City is already already distributing, and where Oscar Blues is is distributing, you don't have Cigar City coming here, and it makes me wonder. With that, I know it, it wasn't distributed; you couldn't get anywhere else. But with that amount of beer not going during the the fest the festival and still as, being there as much as I love Maduro and I love their brown ale um there's too much beer here and too much competition for out of state competition to even think about coming in here without a huge marketing plan and I think highlight is a a decent IPA it's but, a good game there's a yeah. ton of decent IPAs there's, but there's a, yeah but I, I, I can't I think, tell you how many great IPAs I've had I think there are. Beers. Like you're coming into, I don't want to say like Michigan's the IPA capital, but it's definitely the I would call it more like the craft beer capital. Well, between Transient, M43, Allison, I don't hell, even Two Hearted. Yep. Well, I'm saying I think you go to any <laughs> Hearted is near the top of the list. Yeah, it's been voted one of the top five beers in America for like five years. I think, straight. like like I said, when I went to Florida a couple a few weeks ago, I didn't see Highline on tap. I saw I uh, Two Hearted on tap. Hey. So, like, if you're going to come to Michigan, you need to come with something that's either going to be different than what we're drinking that, that we have here or something that's going to beat it. And, you know, if you come with an IPA and it's – I mean, everyone's here used to drinking Two Hearted, which is really good. So if it's going to be better than that, cool. But I don't even think it's any better than, like, Norm's Raggedy Ass IPA or Drip, which we kick its ass. You got all that, but it's it's going to be – Alesmith came into the States, into right. the state, and nobody – the, the crowd went mild. Yeah, but you know what? I think <laughs> – I mean, don't get me wrong. Speedway Stout is, is Speedway phenomenal. Stout, no, Speedway, it's, everybody, it's wants, everybody wants the Mexican Stout. They don't want – they don't care about the regular. They don't care about the – They don't want the station chain. <laughs> when, I, when I hear speed, no, it's got the checker. Minneapolis or gas stations, oh, right? Yeah, it's the checker. Yeah, it's yeah. got the checker flag. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I've always heard Michigan from out of people, out of, out of state people, is so provincial. You always cling to anything that's Michigan first, and then you then you go out. Yeah. And especially if you want to talk about like our beer, if we've got a good beer, why are we going to want to drink someone else's beer that's less good? I mean, what does Florida know about beer? I mean, if we wanted to yeah. like breed alligators from Michigan down there now, yeah. If we I want- mean, it, it seems like they know enough that there's all of these people that want to trade for these for their beer because you, you can't get it here. And you know That's what they call all them? All it is suckers. I can't believe people <laughs> trade for beer. By the way, I'm, I'm really? still trying to adjust to this concept. Like people go out and and will go out for KBS and go on eBay and pay forty five bucks for a bottle, and I'm like. Why don't you go down to the local brewer who has a beer that's ninety nine point nine nine percent equally as good? That's four fifty a pint. And of course, on eBay, an empty bottle because you can't say that it's full because it's illegal to sell 
a full bottle of oh, alcohol. Oh, is that how yeah. they sell it? Because that's why it always... And, and I always thought that that was, like, the worst thing because somebody could go on there and say, oh, my God, there's a case of empty bottles and of KBS. And it was actually empty. And then it actually shows up empty. I mean, what are you going to say to eBay? It's like, dude, this dude just sold me 32 bottles of empty bottles of KBS. I'm like, well, that's what the list is. Well, that's where said. they sell, like, a, a hot rod car, or a Hot Wheels car for $20, and it comes with a bottle of KBS. <laughs> I mean, is that, is that really how they do it on well, eBay? Some, yeah. some, some, yeah. some people uh, will do that. Where they'll sell. It's the Tommy Chong effect. Buy a bong, <laughs> pound of weed included. $12,000. <laughs> exactly. They, they, they have to go that route. Um, anyway, another one that I ran into, uh, Kansas, as we were talking about Kansas a little earlier. The band? Being not no, the no. band. Carry on. Neither them or Chicago yeah. or Boston or whether what city that they play in or state. Um Kansas, of course, being the wonderful land of 3.2 beers, has now had a change of heart as the state house approved the final action on a bill which will allow convenience, grocery, and drug stores the ability to sell stronger beers. Hallelujah. Um, the beer passed Kansas. by a majority vote, 80 to 46, uh, but that's not really going to put them into the brewery's Black Tuesday territory just yet. As What's Black Tuesday? Yeah, thank you for <laughs> yeah, asking that. We, we were we were drunk enough to not even remember because Black Tuesday was a Imperial Stout brewed in bourbon barrels or aged oh, bourbon barrels. Oh, that I, I was I was expecting like a specific day in history. No, no, no. I, I'm I am talking about the. <laughs> He's referring to the Isn't beer. Black Tuesday beer. the day the stock market crashed. Yeah, that's why I said the breweries well, Black, Black Tuesday. No, I thought it was Monday. Was so Black it's the day that was Black Monday. Okay. No, they make Gray Monday. <laughs> no, it's Blue Monday. Oh, jeez. Oh, All right. Don't start you know, that. I should make a beer time called Permacloud. That just popped in my head. What what perfect Michigan beer name can you think of other than Permacloud? Ooh, what's the beer going to be? How, how can no, you make a no. beer more there, Michigan there, than there, Permacloud? There, there's, right? your, there's your hazy IPA right no. there. Uh, yeah, they're, 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 oh, hazy oh. IPA. Oh, I got it. I got it. You're a genius. <laughs> Hey, you do not take my beer. No. The perfect Michigan beer is called Sunshine Gray. I thought it was some hop, hop, hop head dream or something. No, sunshine <laughs> gray. Yeah. Sunshiny gray. Oh, goodness. Anyway, um, under the House bill, uh, businesses limited to 3.2% beer licenses would be able to place on their shelves beer that contained no more than 6% alcohol by volume as of April 1st, 2019. Wow. You know, yeah. I Why so fast? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked that I didn't know that. They only had three two beer in Kansas. There's a lot yeah. of states that would have only three two beers. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, it's, I, I wish you guys could see the my slack jaw right. That, now. That'll be on our Instagram page too. <laughs> um, I, obviously, I guess what I see is that the the bigger problem is that now this pretty much kind of kills all of the mom and pop shops because now you've got all yeah. the big box retailers that are out there that are going to be able to buy all of this Budweiser. Beer. That's it, really. Well, the Budweiser and the like that is going to be in these big box retailers that they're going to be able to sell for cheaper than what the mom and pop shops can do. And, you know, obviously going to be the same beer, but, you know, everybody's going to go to Walmart or. Well, let's yeah. let's take a, a, a pause on this situation real quick. Um, as you also might not know, some states don't let you buy liquor that's over 35 proof either. So I think, depending on how the liquor laws in Kansas still work, beer is kind of flat in general generalities. Like the Budweiser and the Miller and the Coors, they're striving to sell the same amount of alcohol as they have, mm-hmm. whereas spirits and alcohol companies are growing. So... 
if they're selling more alcohol, which I'm going to guess a heavy grain state like Kansas does, um, and it still favors the mom and pop thing, it might be okay. Well, I guess I, from from doing a little research on this stuff, Kansas has been like relatively behind from everybody because they didn't even allow alcohol until 1948. They didn't even allow baby out of the corner. <laughs> All right, let's not talk about Kansas anymore. You're making me a little nervous here. I'm getting twitchy. Juan, so what kind of chalk was Jayhawk rocking? <laughs> I, that's a damn good question. They, they were probably just driving down to Missouri. Just, just Can I, their stuff up. I have another I, on that feed of news. Um, I don't know how this worked, but the state of Michigan just started allowing the gas stations. Are Is this something that you've already... That's a no, new thing. Go on. No, no, you just so Meyer and I was going to talk about Kroger <laughs> gas stations are now allowed to sell beer. Really? Yes. So I've seen this in the Flint area. It's actually closer to Lansing. But whereas the liquor license at the Meyer to sell beer now extends to the gas station in the parking lot. Nice. Hmm. I was going to say that's that's something very common for like in Ohio. You can buy beer at any gas station. So. Well, you can yeah. buy beer in most gas. Uh, not most, but. Pretty much any gas station here, at least beer and wine. But there's a big issue with liquor stores locally trying to fight off because if you own a liquor store, like Zatoon Liquor on Rochester Road, just south of 59. Smooth. You can't just give the Bell Tire next door or or the Lowe's on the other side of 59. You, you can't extend your liquor license. I don't know if you have Bell Tire, you may want to extend it to them. <laughs> To sell beer, which I mean is is basically what the Myers and Krogers are doing because they're Myers and Krogers. There's my Michigan accent. Yeah, right? exactly. Myers. They have different addresses. <laughs> it's just you say it. Yeah, you're yeah, confusing I, I, me now. I, I, what, I, what's wrong with Myers? Right. Exactly. So a plurality of Meyer. Just because you some know, people Ford's. work at Ford's doesn't mean that, these, you, know, you have to talk about that. Ford's <laughs> and these gas and, stations. And what's wrong with Ford's? Yeah. I, no, no, you two are really confusing me. <laughs> I am unaware of the problem of Ford's and Meyer's. Right. And Kroger's. And, and Farmer Jack's. Yeah. <laughs> and you go to Mr. Ford's place to work, right? Yeah. I mean. Exactly. Ford's Although it's field. never been a Chevrolet's or Chrysler's. <laughs> but it is General Motors. Is it? Or you Ford know what? It. It's Ford's yeah. plant. As as uh, as a German myself and a child of immigrants, it wasn't Murray Auto Parts; it was Murphy's Auto Parts. <laughs> so that was always funny trying to decipher that. But so gas stations now that are owned by the large big box grocers are going to start selling beer. So that pretty much makes anybody who else sells beer moot because when when I go when you go into a grocery store to get Red Bull, it's half the cost of what you would get at. There at a at a party store at any at a, even a, at a CVS or a Rite Aid, right? Because they're getting you on gas, which they're just really making pennies on, and just to lure you in to get the Chips Ahoy or the beef jerky. It's, it's, be, it's they're going to make five hundred speedy bonus points if you buy three. Though they're not going to be, you know, <laughs> right. they're not. I mean, it's just part of the game. Yeah, I but mean. I mean, if you own, like, I remember one of my there's a bunch of stores I really liked when I sold beer to that specialize in the craft beer. But unless you're known as the destination for, where people are going to drive 10 to 15 minutes, like Satuna Liquor in Rochester Hills, just south of 59 on Rochester Road, <laughs> where they also sell great things like cigars and McClure's tomato and, and liquor. juice and liquor. Um, you can't. And wine. They have a nice wine selection there. I was sure, actually, let's say that as well. I was, I was browsing through Chips, looking for a parties, specific wine. Any party supplies. Balloons probably. 
At I don't this point, know about I that. They give away free money as well. Yeah. No. I don't know about that. They, uh, <laughs> you got to talk to it's via the It's via the lottery. You have to scratch it off and pay right. the first. Exactly. Small deposit, big payout. Right. <laughs> but how, how would you guys see the, your standard beer store operating if you can go to Kroger's little gas station that's a 300-square-foot box and get your – I mean, I know we don't talk about – It won't affect – Anyone. Yeah, I, I see it as no different as yet when the ninth beer store opens in your town and the previous eight have to deal with the new ninth guy. I mean, it's and it, look at how many, you know, when Leopold Brothers opened in Ann Arbor, I said, how in the world is Ann Arbor going to support three breweries? There's no way a town can have three breweries. <laughs> how many do they have now? What, 11? Holmes <laughs> is going to open Ann up Arbor next week. is on the verge of surpassing Grand Rapids for density of breweries. Really? Wow. There's the what, you know. 15 breweries, 14 breweries yeah, in the Grand Rapids area, and there's 11 or 12 and soon to be 13. But let's be honest, Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor has always eclipsed the number of hipsters per capita than any other state in Michigan. <laughs> well, that's what that's Ann Arbor's so, job. That is what Ann Arbor's here for. Right? So, so as long as they have your standard PBR handle, they're right. going to be okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to this third one because Ken really wants to get to this one. Um, oh, I'm getting on my soapbox here. I know. So, oh, go so basically, you. so there was this argument that was on um, on one of the Facebook groups. You know what? That, screw that, it. I'm, I'm cutting you off. Sorry. Folks, listen. <laughs> this is Ken oh, talking. This is Ken talking. I'm, I'm done. This is not better on draft. <laughs> As we do this show, we always talk about beer and we always talk about North Center Brewing's logo and mantra which is if you no matter what you think of your beer or sorry if, if you, you like, like your beer, beer if you like it then it's a good beer if you like it then it's a good beer simple <laughs> as that it's simple it's easy it's straight to the point when people have to go beyond like i can understand if you've had a bad uh a bad day or a bad time at a specific brewery i'm sure brewery becker i'm sure you have had bad customers servers always have mistakes exactly have customers give a place there, there's no such thing as a store where everyone's had a perfect time except for you know if the only customer is like your mother and she loves you no matter what <laughs> this will always happen and the fact of the matter is is that no matter what a beer is no matter what the hype is no matter what somebody likes that beer and it, you should not degrade them for liking that beer nor should you degrade the beer there's no point in talking down to a specific beer and the the, the example you were saying is no rules right and there there was exa- uh, a comment that a, somebody had like two and a half cases left at their store yeah it was basically it was sitting at the store the dude just basically said um you know after two weeks this is what's left and members commented they wanted to know where this where it was and you know where they could get it and the guy basically just said it's in a store in flushing and why well, would anybody chase such a such a mediocre beer or something like that well i i think there's two points there a if you're in a group on Facebook or in any social circle where you're trying to promote something, you don't just say it's somewhere. You, the point that you're in a, an enthusiast group is to say, hey, if you want something, I just saw it, so I'm going to share that. But also at the same rate, someone puts their heart and soul. This is somebody's job. Nobody comes to your job at H&R Block and knocks all the papers off your desk and says, you know what? You're a shitty accountant. You didn't type a one in there fast enough. <laughs> Nobody comes to your house as a janitor and shits on the floor and says, you know what? Clean up that. You know, someone literally works their nine to five to brew that beer. Let them do their job. If you don't like it, cool. Then go promote another beer, but you don't have to degrade someone else's livelihood. You know, I hope I really hope that this person is a deer hunter. Are you familiar with fanboys? 
Well, yeah. there's, 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 there's no, there's no life to fanboys if you can't tear your opponents down. That's just what they do. I but, mean, but the, the, that's the thing though, is that we have, we, we had our contest and Matt, you saw the, oh, the comments the that we didn't share. Well, this brewery sucks, but then, then don't. Don't vote for him. Vote, vote for the other one. Yeah, right. you, don't, you don't. You don't have to dick. tear down one brewery to bring up another brewery. Just like you don't have to tear down one beer to bring up another beer. Just like you don't have to tear down anything to bring up. You just say you, you're. You can be a promoter of that beer but, without destroying. Like there's there's a difference between. And again, you, you mentioned fanboy. Like you know, you could be a Detroit Lions fan. And not you know go to a uh, a Boston uh, a New England Patriots fan and be like you're a fucking asshole. Part of my language. I know right. we don't swear there very often, but that's true. You could boo that other team because they're going up against your team, but you don't have to go to the person that is a fan of them and be like, "You're stupid for liking them." Right. But you know what? This is also the same people that couldn't figure out how to hover over the like button. <laughs> so it's not like we're getting rid of the Neanderthals in society here. Uh, hey, don't, but, don't but, this Neanderthal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, so kind of like going back. So they tried again. <laughs> I know we're trying to attract these people to listen to our show, but I don't want these people listening no, to our show. No, we're trying to attract If you're, if you're a dick to someone for what they drink, you know, Matt drank Twisted Tea today. Dan drinks 40s of King, King Cobra, Cobra every week. Right. I have to say, I didn't even know what Twisted Tea was it's until delicious. I came in here right yeah, that's now. Fun. So, did, you, did you try some? Is there some I, left I, for I you? There's a little bit left. Right. There you go. Give it a shot. It's it's I, I'm pretty sure that's just your spit. No, that's not that The two milliliters that are in there are almost certainly 80% spit. You'll get <laughs> but that's the thing, though, is that even if you don't like that, it oh, oh, doesn't man. matter if he likes it because he's that's that's what he likes. And to you know what? He likes it. He and wants and it. It doesn't and matter what kind of beer you like. You can always find it at Brown Iron Brew House in Washington, <laughs> Township, Michigan, at Twenty Seven Mile Road. Do they have, just do they have just micros off. there? Or they have macros, micros. Or macros, I meant, sorry. Mongos, um, I Twisted Teas. They're even doing a, a no rules tapping. You know what? If you like if you like good beer, it's at Brown Iron Brew House. If you like bad beer, it's at Brown Iron Brew House. If you like beer, it's at Brown Iron Brew House. Or yeah, <laughs> if you like if you like wine and spirits, don't go to Brown, Brown Iron Brew House because they're a brew house. Well, I'm go going to hijack you guys here for a second since we're it. talking about alcoholic tea and uh, talk about the Brewgiver beer tea, Kumbacha. That was made by Unity Vibrations, so named after the we, we actually right had oh. Unity Vibration on almost a year ago. Yeah, so yeah. Turn, around, not, not turn around, Mike. You see, there is there uh, Unity Vibration. Hey, so the the nice. Blue Giver Unity Vibration Kumbacha is literally named after this man. So <laughs> awesome. So if you want to drink alcoholic tea, Unity Vibrations guys, is where it's at. <laughs> I work with so, those guys too. Uh, again, kind of like bringing it down. I know I got on my soapbox. I got pissed off at people, but the fact of the matter is, yes. is that you do not need to bring. Yes. Someone else down, yes. or somebody else's yes. beer down, to yes. promote your beer. In the immortal worlds of Char- words of Charlie Papazin, relax, don't worry, have a home have brew. A brew. Or in yes. this case, relax, don't worry, have a craft brew. So <laughs> it's all about again, drinking beer and having fun it, and enjoying it, relax, yourself. Don't worry, have a brew. Yeah, exactly. You know, if if somebody came in here and they wanted to drink the PBR in the fridge, drink the goddamn <laughs> PBR. If, you like if that's what it, makes you happy, right? Why should I care? <laughs> it doesn't affect me. It's fanboyism. Fuck the fanboys. You know, fan. Apple fanboys tear down PC guys to make themselves feel better. Okay, PC I'm guys one of those. Well, Apple guys. Yeah, I mean, but you know what? Thing. I mean, it's the Apple people. 
Okay. I, you, you can't you know, pay more for us. We don't have We're going to take a, a, a quick <laughs> oh, break. No. Uh, it's going to be a little bit shorter than normal, but we'll five be right questions. back with the Better on Draft podcast and the return of five, five questions. questions. We're back with episode 78, Better on Draft podcast. Let's pour a, uh, another beer. Damn you, Matt. Uh, all right, As, well, you uh, guys had Varjitka already, and now we have Varjitka Braggit. So this is our same Varjitka, which is our Scandinavian farmhouse ale, which I'm pretty sure we're the only brewery in Michigan that makes a Scandinavian farmhouse ale. Um, it's our standard farmhouse ale, but it's got a significant honey addition that brings it from 6% alcohol to 15% alcohol. I'll just take a little bit then. <laughs> You're, you can walk back. You're good. So, There's a little bit for you. So each and every week, uh, segment three, as he's pouring, we start five questions with Matt Bush. We've been away from it, so uh, we're going to attempt to do it with some uh, non-Detroit fans. It's uh, Detroit Tigers. Oh, it's opening day. Opening day, yep. Um, it's, which is only a holiday in like three cities, four cities maybe. Here, <laughs> Boston. Boston, it's a Boston, day. New York, Cincinnati, yep. and b- the Bay Area. Still costs a vacation day though. It's not really yeah. all day. Well, if you have a good job, it doesn't. But that's fine. Um, so, does it? Are there any baseball people in this room besides me at the moment? That's pretty much you. I'm a big Chris Shot fan. Is that still a person? Okay. All right. So, we'll give it a shot. I'm a beer guy. <laughs> this might be. This might be rough. It's gonna be rough, or okay. it'll be really quick. Okay. So. I'm going to say, what Midwest team did the Tigers beat in their first opening day? Here's a clue. It's another Midwestern beer city. I'm going to say the White Sox. Or Milwaukee. That's uh, got to be uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. What other beer cities are there in the Midwest? <laughs> Cleveland now. I mean, and Cleveland's now, got a pretty... Historically in the first... First game. In the first... So well, what about St. Louis? That's Is that Midwest still? It's a big enough city to be yeah. in, too. I mean, I. Milwaukee. I, I, I was going to say, Detroit's always entwined with St. Louis in history. Uh, like, I, in regards I'm to. Go with you on that. In, in regard, we'll, we'll say the Cardinals. Okay. Or, well, um, St. Louis. The answer is the Brewers. Remember, yeah. baseball, they only play the AL teams. Are they the, the same league teams? They don't do the crossover. I was kind of wondering because well, that's, that's, that's a modern I, thing. That's I knew really, interleague yeah. play was was a thing yeah. back then, but it, no, I don't that, think it was that, not back, that, back, not back, that back, back then. They were yeah, completely not that separate. Then. There was that was yeah. pre World Series. All yeah. right, all right. So. It, the game co- was in 1901, and it was quite an event. <laughs> what could you possibly? That was the highest scoring opening day of all time. Really? Wow! <laughs> I didn't even know the Bruins were a team back then. Brewers, Brewers, Brewers. Bruins. God ha- damn it! I, mean, I told you I was a hockey guy. <laughs> <laughs> How many runs was scored? Was it A. Fifteen to twenty. B. Twenty-one to twenty-five. C. Twenty-six to thirty. Or D. Thirty or more runs scored in one baseball game. The highest scoring home opener of all time. Wait, oh, give, me, give me those options It's again. more than 30. That's, that's too easy. It's 15 to 20, 21 to 25, 26 to 30, or 30 plus. So you're giving us a range. This I'm giving is not, 20, no, no, no. No, those are the scores. Are you saying those are, the, are those the scores or are you giving okay. a range? Okay, so total runs scored total run in scored. the game was A. Fifteen to twenty. Oh, okay, so it's a twenty-one range. to twenty-five, twenty-six to thirty, or thirty-one plus. I believe it was twenty, twenty-one to twenty-five. I'm going to agree with you because <laughs> I, if that's my thought. 
I want to say that was against the no Oakland A's, and they won that game 20-4. to four. Okay, so if you were listening to what I said, the highest r- scoring said, opening day was against, against the, Brewers. the Brewers. Tigers and Brewers. The very first. And the very first year. And going into... So it has to be higher than the score. So it has to be higher than that. (laughs) So going into the ninth inning, the Brewers were leading 13-2, and the Tigers ended up winning 14-13. So the answer is C, (laughs) 26-30. All right, whatever. But our our favorite part of the... We all lost. Congratulations. Our our favorite part of the show... No, no, we have not lost yet. You're about to lose. We're about to lose. (laughs) My favorite part of the show is you have a red Solo Cup in front of you full of yellow beer. Yes. Um, you get to ask me two questions about this beer and then guess what the beer is as a collective. The only clue I will give you to start with is it is typically found in the single section of your local beer store. You know, you know I like just a drank a mouthful of a Juniper Gruadale that's 15% Would alcohol. you like to clear your palate? I dry. <laughs> I'm like... We can't guess Aquafina, so would you like to? Tr- would you like to? <laughs> Dude, like it's got to be something that's that's like ultra or. So you said this is a pale a pale beer found in the single section. No, this it's is a yellow just, beer. It's gonna be yellow if you were to pour it out in color. Yep. And it, you typically find this beer in the single section of your local party store. And we are to identify this. Please do. What or the hell? There's... Provide your best guess. Oh, my God. It tastes like nothing. It smells like a red solo cup. <laughs> you know why it tastes like nothing? Because they couldn't find Schlitzball Ice today. I was looking for Schlitzball Ice, Ken, just to punish you. Why would you punish me? Because you made me drink Schlitzball Ice. Well, you deserved it. I mean, seriously, it's just, I mean, I feel like I would put this in a water bottle and, and work out on the elliptical with this shit. You know, you there's, could. There's nothing to not this. something as good as PDR. You know that. It's crazy unhappy. It's, it's got nothing. It's it's got I I have See, I, I don't even have soap. I figured I figured if I find the most Oh wait, no no, there's the soap. I just got it. <laughs> and, and you I know what it kind of tastes like if you're like in the shower and you drink a little bit of the water in the shower? You, you say soap it, like yeah. it's a bad thing. I mean, have you not drank English beer? <laughs> I, I Goldings, have, but I, Goldings <laughs> is like brushing your teeth with soap. It's because the English never brush their teeth. <laughs> is that what happened? Uh, <laughs> so I tried I tried to find the most in the middle beer I could possibly find. And in I the middle of this. what river? In the middle of what river? <laughs> I don't, the Cuyahoga <laughs> River post fire. I mean, yeah, this, is, this is pretty. This is pretty nondescript. Was the word I was going for? Exactly. Right? <laughs> Did I hit it? There's very little anything in this. All right, so let's 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 manage a question. Um, I'm I'm going to go under the assumption for this question that this is some type of American beer. So I what, wish this beer was called Ambiguous. Ambiguous. There, there's a beer name. That's what you guys do on the show, from what I understand. It's just come up with beer names. No, that's what I do. That's what he does. Not what he does. But are, you, are you the hop dream guy, too? Apparently. Yeah. Is, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to knock off the first question. Is this brewed by Anheuser-Busch or any of its entities? So... American entities. Therefore, Miller Coors is not part of that. I would agree with that question. So, again, he asked the question. Is it brewed by the Anheuser-Busch? Is it brewed by Anheuser-Busch as a separation of Miller Coors? It is. Okay. Mm. Well, considering 50th anniversary beer is no longer made. (laughs) Well, see, I I was thinking it's it's McUltra. It's, I taste it's got to be something like an ultra because right. it's it's there's so it's, it's, little it's there. cut with so much water it's not even funny. It's Canada Dry ginger ale. <laughs> I mean, it's it's seriously like as if somebody just took a bottle of Aquafina and just decided to put some additives in there. 
There's, and it's got to be the least like hoppy three beer hops. ever drink. Yeah, like three. Let's just drop them in there, let them sit there in the bottle for about <laughs> like, two hours, and then we'll just dump them like out. Do you think Atkins is like counting the hops that he's adding to it? I'm, to I'm pretty sure my Gruadale could actually bring the IBUs up on this beer somehow. So we're pretty much at... Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna throw out some names. I think Natty Light is Natty Miller. No, there's more. Hop, there's, okay. there's more hops in that beer. So Mick, Mick Ultra Bud Select. Bud Select is that a beer? Uh, Bud Select is a beer. There's more hops in urine than Bud Select or Mick Ultra. <laughs> I was gonna say because I mean really? I've never had Old Duels, but I mean holy hell! Oh, non <laughs> Sharps. Is this a non <laughs> So I mean, alcohol? it's next question. Is there alcohol in this beer? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if there is alcohol, this is a beer. No? This is you're not, not you're a not trying to trick us. This yeah. is not wine. This this is something that does require ID to get. I don't get ID anymore because I'm getting that age. <laughs> I I don't know what it is. I mean, honestly, but I don't I don't want to drink any more of it. <laughs> That's the only endorsement we need. It's a good, I mean, wild, what wild in the hell yeah, is yeah. this? I no, I don't. This is nothing. And again, I don't drink these beers, so I have really no clue. There's, I mean, you should. These are great golfing oh. beers. <laughs> I'm not a golfer. I think we have I a just very far just golfing. That's beer. my hobby. <laughs> golfing is not, not high on my list. <laughs> so it's brewed You're on too by, busy brewing. And, brewed by and, Anheuser-Busch. And he said it's actually hoppier than Ultra. No, I said it's hop. Uh, urine is hoppier than what this <laughs> oh. <can> is. <laughs> All right, so uh, I, I think I have a good secondary question. Mm. Is the word bud in any format of this beer? Bud? Bud, B-U-D. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. So are you asking if the word bud is on the can? Correct. Why why are we thinking bud? He has to look. Can I examine the can? You can examine the can. So it's not Budweiser or Bud Select, or he would say yes. He's checking. He's checking. <laughs> he's got this. <laughs> he's got this like giant black bag that you can't see through. That you can see through. Does, does he regularly subject you to this? Oh yes, every week. Of beer? Every this, week. This, this, I, this I, is a, it's not like he brought you, you know, hop good. slam or something. And I, I did. He's, oh no, this no, is like no. a little torture session. Uh, unfortunately, I have to recuse myself because I just saw what it was. All right. So the word "bud" is not on the can. Okay. Nor in the fine print. I'm I'm going to stick with my original statement. I think this is Mick Ultra. I'm going I'm going to go with you too. Are you just saying I, that because you? Feel, I, I, have I have nothing have no else clue. to guess at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good job. Called it the Good job. second it came out. Good job. Let's throw you. Cheers to you. <laughs> this is really what. You know, I've actually never drank this beer before. This is, not, this is what it tastes like. <laughs> this is what it tastes like. <laughs> people people like pay money for this. People beer. pay a lot of money, money. for seven, like eight dollars for a six pack. People buy cases of this stuff. Not, I, this is the first beer I ever drank was Michelob, not the Ultra, but the Lager. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I can tell Michelob's the second a lot I drank better. Ultra what? Ultra water. Ultra water. I mean, there's, yeah. there's nothing exactly. else in here. It's like 4.1% alcohol. I mean, it's like, listen. Yeah, but so is my session IPA. <laughs> my urine is more than 4.1% alcohol. It's like, you must all be right. drunk all the time. <laughs> what try. can we do to make this water taste better? It's like, oh, you know what? Let's just make a really big-ass tea bag and just steep the hops in there for about five minutes just to change the color. Is this a triple hopped beer? <laughs> no, that's Miller Lite. <laughs> no, triple the that's hops. the one-third hopped beer. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. All right, so I don't know if you guys realize this. There's a new game sweeping the nation. Um, I watched this show called AV Club yesterday. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's on Fusion, so it's on really yeah. I don't have cable. Fancy cable. 
Yeah, I don't have cable either. Yeah. It's called Castle five one. years ago. Best thing I, I ever know, right? did. It's called Who's Six Three. Now there are three things I hate in this world: intolerance, the Dutch, and being a copycat. I don't know if you got the joke there. <laughs> so I'm not going to copy the game Who's Six Three, but I'm going to change it as Who's Not Six Three. So we have five starting pitchers in the Detroit start in the Detroit. Starting lineup: Justin Verlander, Jordan Zimmerman, Matt Boyd, Michael Fulmer, who started today, and Daniel Norris. Three out of those five people are listed as fi- are, are listed as six three. Three out of the five as six three. As six as exactly three six foot three inches hey, tall. That's a weird. So like I have a weird fact of those five <laughs> no. people. Who is not 6'3"? And this is the question I would typically look at Nick, because I'm pretty sure he would get one right off the bat. Because if anybody knows height, it's Nick Paglia. Oh, my God. Ouch. Damn. Who still keeps going after Nick and the height jokes? You guys let him off the hook way too many times. I I made a comment. As a a man who's 6'3", I'm going with Daniel. Have you seen Daniel Morris? I have not. Okay. I'm just completely guessing <laughs> off random. Uh, yeah. I was, there's absolutely nothing to it. I see. I just need another name because so I was just going with Norman, Norris and Fool. No, J- JV's taller than 6'3". I know that for a okay, fact. Okay, that is correct. JV's a, a tall motherfucker. Yeah. JV yeah. is 6'5". Yeah. Like, it's not even just seeing him with Kate Upton and thinking, oh, he's tall. No, he's yeah. he's, he's tall. <laughs> I mean, you're seeing him with Kate Upton. You're not really looking at him anyway. Who are the others? Boyd? Boyd, <laughs> Norris, Norris, Fulmer, and Zimmerman. Three out of those four are six foot three inches tall. Listed as. I have no idea for the other one. The answer is George Zimmerman, who's only listed at six foot two. Oh, whatever. Midget. Six <laughs> two. So my last question again, I didn't know Nick was off until I, I read the notes today. Um I just want a guess or a thought or a prediction for the tiger season. Tiger season? Yeah. Any prediction. It could be, like, my prediction will be the Tigers will end up 76 and 86. Um, they're going to fire Alavila by right around, right after the uh, the uh, trade deadline. And Miggy, who has still not gotten a hit all season, will bet under 300. Uh, oh, I think they're going to go 86 and 76 and miss the playoffs still. So you, they're going to have the same record as last year's. Why, why do you yeah. got to say that? Why do I have to? Why do I have to? So we can watch hockey season instead of baseball season. (laughs) I I want everybody to win. You know, it's uh, see, you're the generation that gave us all participation awards. I don't appreciate that. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm older than all three of you. (laughs) Yeah, that's why you're the generation that gave us the participation awards. (laughs) I'm not that old. Come on, (laughs) Mike. On the other hand, (laughs) all all, all the kids got participation awards. Oh goodness, yeah, thing. Oh bloody. Yeah. I mean, again, they're still doing me. Right? Um, I don't know, are they? I, I, I say they uh, they go over 80, 80 wins. I don't see them going over ninety. Uh, Miggy gets traded to the Yankees. Uh, God, that would be fantastic! <laughs> wow, who do we get in return for that? A Gabby bullpen? Sa- Gabby Sanchez, the, nice. the greatest thing in the world. Curtis Granderson, prospects and cash to be determined, and I would accept that. <laughs> If you could take Miggy's contract, I would accept that. I would take a swift kick to the testes and Gabby Sanchez for Miggy. <laughs> what? Yes. 
Uh, what's what's George Steinbrenner? Is that the? It's the, hell now. George died like five years ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But so there, if you're you listening, know. Matt will take a kick to the nuts in return. If you give us gags and give away. Brennan, actually, no, not the Yankees. Oh. You know what? Not the Yankees. I'm going to need another Red Solo Cup for that if one. If anybody, it'll be just, the Bo Sox. Just for the hell of it. Red Sox. Because he needs help. He gets traded you to the Angels. Beer there, guys. Oh, we're, 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 so, we're getting ready to drink it. The two best hitters, in theory, in the world would be, oh, isn't, I think Albert. Oh, no, I can't. I can't. Yeah, Pujols is still there, apparently, I, I think. I thought you had to walk home. I do, but I also don't want to regurgitate. <laughs> This is fifteen percenters far, far from the strongest beer. Right. We but, make some twenty percenters. Hold on, let's talk about that. thing's going to slap you upside your head and drag you Ken, home. You, is there, <laughs> a, wait, 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 wait. Hashtag intrigued. Twenty percent. Our, our fruit bracket is a twenty percenter. Could you make a twenty percent alt beer for Ken? <laughs> that sounds. Terrible. It wouldn't be an alt beer anymore, no, but I can make twenty percent beer. beer. Yeah. Well, I, beer. You know, get up that high, we got to start looking at additional sugars besides grain. You know. so, maybe maybe a salt beer. A salt beer. Gotta, <laughs> made Goza, with the tears of people who are Asian bitches right online. Actually, <laughs> I would love it if you could make a beer, an alt beer. I love the challenge. A, like a maybe a six to seven percent alt beer. Yeah, we stick out. Yeah, and call it alt. Alternative facts, beer. Oh my god! <laughs> Ooh, you know I'm in Brighton. See, right? I know you are in Brighton. <laughs> See, I was, I, I, I was. I have more red baseball hats around me sometimes than I'm comfortable with. <laughs> See, I, I guess that's the computer geek in me. I was thinking Control Alt Delete. That that's actually a name of a uh, lot I, of a alt beer. beers. Really? Yeah. There's, really? I, I've seen yes. I've seen a couple seen, of them just at the Brewers Yield Festival. Yep. I'm yep. kind of disappointed now. Also, as a computer geek, so. <laughs> I know. Can you name it Alter Shevsky? Alter Shevsky. I could. <laughs> as of right now, we call our alt beer alt. Alt. No. <laughs> Please make a a thick alt beer and name it Alter Shevsky. Like a Southeast Ultra. Ohio Ultra is, IPA. Anti alt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did yes. you guys see that video, by the way, the Southeast Ohio IPA? Is that just Ohio <laughs> I, I, River water? No, that, that, this is a joke Jeez. video, or is this a real video? It, it was, it was made God. on April was it Fool's Day. Funny or Die, Thank clearly. God. No, Thank it wasn't God. Funny or Die. It was some brewery that I, I released it. Gone that far, they, right? got, they got a lot of, uh, definitely a lot of views for that one. But <laughs> this thing was like chunky coming out of a... Uh, <laughs> there. I, I don't know. It almost, it almost looked like a, a pureed, um, you know, those like green goodness uh, bolt house uh, yeah. shakes. It almost looked like an unpure, like a bolt non a non liquid, but like a almost like a smoothie, like where it's hard, like a it coal, like a coal that was we, like yeah. we call that tube, and it's what comes out at the bottom of the keg. Yeah, yeah. So, I was gonna say, there was quite a few of the uh, the uh, April Fool's jokes, so, of course, coming from founders and. Uh, the beer that makes that's used to make KBS, and they're coming out with their IBS uh, in a, in a couple in a couple months, and suddenly irrational bowel syndrome. <laughs> that's I, I guess uh, apparently, and and actually before I came here, I ran. Um, I was at Holiday, you did uh, Holiday run. Market, and I ran into Great Kevin. Place, by the way. Uh, did you pick up a Lucifer's oh, cuvee man. by chance? I did not. I oh. almost I almost did. There's still a bunch Some there. Some cuvee so. Rene. Uh, I, 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 I don't know what you're saying. You're oh. speaking a completely different language <laughs> half the time with me, apparently. <laughs> These are beers, man. <laughs> I did, but I did not pick up any of that. But I, I did run into Kevin from Founders, and, and we were talking about that. And he said that uh, uh, even Jack at uh, Zatuna was getting some calls wanting 
people wondering about IBS and when it was going to come oh out. My oh my God. God, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know, do I, people not understand, now you understand April why 1st? I don't name my beers and I'm not trying to play this this game. I mean, just, I don't have time for that. Who <laughs> does? You don't you run out of names for beers. <laughs> you, know, you know, I go I, I'm at least in Lansing at least one time a month. Yeah. So I will as a public service to you stop in Taste your new beers. Give them great, catchy, marketable names. Big names. Huge, huge names. Big the huge best names. names. Big Believe big me. Big everyone names. will love them. Big I, I've got, I, make the, I bet I make the best names. <laughs> I make names. I make the best names. You know you're on a watch list now, right? Yeah, no. Exactly. Right. You're done. You're going to be um, concrete it, shoes. It, it'll be called, like, Huge Hands Grew It or something like that. <laughs> That's a spit take. Oh my god, that was perfect. Where'd your glasses go? Uh, in hand, he's good. He's good. Uh, sometimes I wish we had uh, video, oh, but other times I think it's It's on our microphone. That's the best part. So, so no, where can the they? Guy won't notice that. Where can they find Brewery Becker at? Where are you guys located? Should we, should we, should we talk to Brew Guy for, for a minute while he while you know, he's so red right now? I, I've, I've got to clean the beer off my face. He's, so, he's oh. as red as the solo cups. <laughs> oh, this is great! Well done, oh my God. well done. That was as red as my brand new cruise out there. That was great. That was great. You should consider a second career in comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I have, but my face. On TV for 40 minutes would not sell. I, I have that problem, too, with my face. <laughs> like I said, I'll stop by. You give me some samples. I'll name the beer. Right. It'll be – everyone will fall in love with it. <laughs> so, Brewery Becker, where are you guys located at? We're located in downtown Brighton on the corner of 1st and Main Street. Downtown Brighton. That's 96 and 23-ish? Right, right where they cross, yep. All One right. of the easiest places to get to in the world. Yeah, like downtown Brighton, it's actually – I think it's underrated. It, it's – a very I didn't know it was rated, let alone to be underrated. Well, actually, we they tend to say now about Brighton, we call it the three Bs, Birmingham, Bloomfield, and Brighton. I don't know if anybody says <laughs> I'm not the one who came up with that. That's huh. actually um, a thing that they say. Well, like, we, really they're calling us, and another name they call Brighton is Birmingham West. So? It's, a, it's an extremely up-and-coming town. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's out there, but once you get downtown in Brighton, it looks like there's almost everything to do. Like, there's all your big box shop, yeah. But there's also a couple of nice burger bars. I heard there's a brewery down there. There's a brewery called Becker that sells really good Belgian <laughs> beers. That's almost like a a B consonant. That's an English word. It's for an it. alliteration. No, alliteration would be if they were brewery Becker and Brighton. Hey, brewery Becker <laughs> and Brighton and Brighton. Brewery Bre- Becker Brighton's brewery Becker. Three alith- triple right. alliterations. There you go. <laughs> like Lonzo Ball, it's the three Bs. Uh, are you guys open every day? We are. What about food? We do have some food. Um, it's not a huge menu, but we do have a menu. We have uh, an, a very traditional um, buffalo-style beef on wax sandwich. Fantastic, if you like meat. Uh, we have an old-world sausage plate with things like vice-versa, bratwurst, and a quesekiner, which is a traditional Vienna-style uh, sausage similar to a kielbasa, but it's stuffed with Emmental cheese. And then we have soft pretzels, chips and salsa, hummus and pita plate, Popcorn, daily soup. You guys soup. make your own hummus and the there? kitchen is this big. <laughs> yeah. We literally cook on the bar top, so when you order food, you get to watch the server cook it right in front of you. Not not, not for, like, style, just because it's, that's all we have. Do you guys make your own hummus there? Or? We do not, but I do get, actually, the hummus I get is imported from Greece. Oh. So it's not 
Uh, Almost everything I have is is very traditional. So all my sausages are made by an actual Austrian immigrant. My uh, my hummus and pita all come from Greece. My olives come from Spain. Um, you know, I, I said earlier how we kind of you know like to really nail old world styles, and the same thing goes for my food. So if I'm going to have food from Greece, it's going to actually be Greek food. So you've got a lot of European and I would even say North African identities in your bar do you ever think you might go asian sub-saharan south american or just something different i mean um you know so much of it tends to foul cultures that are influential for us and there's not a lot of cultural links to that i would love to do something japanese sake personally um and, and sake is something i can make under my license too so we, we will probably do something weird with sake at some some point in time because i'm allowed to um and i i can't tell you how many people that work at toyota that come into my place all the time so it'd be you know it'd be nice to do something now, for them too now your druids are mere, mere removal of herbs away from being a mead almost. Have you ever thought about doing meads? Um, are those, are those allowed? It, it's a different license. So by law, I have to have 51% grain in everything I make. Okay. So the other 49% can be anything, which is one of the advantages of a brewer's license. A, a, wine, a winemaker can't have any grain at all. Wine has to be all fruit, nothing else they can't even bring grain onto their premise but the the, um, the cider mead license that's a separate license yeah because the state considers cider wine essentially so it's because it's made from fruits i do not have a wine license so i can't make those though we are s- slowly working on getting over to that but as of right now i know we do do a lot of braggots we have a fruit braggot the vardrika braggot um i use a ton of honey which is a lot the, of what, what braggot are we drinking the, you're drinking the vardrika braggot right now one more time Varjitka. Thank you. Varjitka. Yeah. It's it not, means, it's it not means slurred. It, that's cursive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vardritka means the drink of the wolf. Roughly. The drink of the so, wolf. Dritka means drink of, of, and var is a monstrous animal, typically typically a wolf, although wolf is actually oof. What about, what about Gojira? Gojira is, <laughs> Gojira. A, is Gojira. a giant Japanese monster. Gojira. It's a big, big, yeah. big monster. So. God, did you just like say Godzilla in a smaller yeah. word? Gojira? Gojira. 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 Yeah. Gojira. Isn't, isn't that the original Godzilla? That's the, that's the original Godzilla. So, that's just that's just how just I remember it from the, the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. You guys Broderick have social Godzilla. media presence. I know you said you're not a marketer, but do you have um, I, I do. I do have some stuff. We do have Instagram. a Facebook page and an Instagram and stuff like that. Grindr. Um do you know that you're there? I mean, you said did you- I. I don't have any idea what they do on there. I have uh, my one of my servers is a uh, huge Instagram girl. That's where the Instagram comes from. He, he washes dishes. He does an Instagram. Yeah, I, I, I've literally spent more time washing dishes than I have on the internet, unfortunately. <laughs> so um, I can believe that. You know, I sadly I'm I'm a bit of a luddite. I don't Instagram. I don't Facebook. I you know I've. What do you mean? Really crazy I, good. You know, I I don't even get out that much. I mean, for a guy who's been home brewing for twenty six years, I don't think I've been to twenty breweries in my lifetime. So, so speaking of, I I have always hung out with brewers. I've never I've never cared about other breweries. I've never cared about what other breweries make. I care mm-hmm. about beer and I care about other brewers. And I've always kind of been in that kind of mode so I, I hang out with other brewers and I, I trade beers with brewers and I drink with brewers Yeah. so do you 
for, for lack of better words, do you do anything now? Mike? <laughs> Mike? Mike, yes. Do I do anything now? Yeah, do, do you? I work every single I mean, day. I you, mean, you mentioned you mentioned you just installed Boffin not too long ago, and Boffin's not two years old, so. Oh, no, no. I, I've, I've worked with 50 different breweries yep. in the state of Michigan, all over the world. I've been to Japan. I've been to, I, I've been to China. Uh, Bangalore, don't forget Bangalore. I, I've been to India. Yeah, I, I work with Arbor they, Brewing they Company. ABC on the brewery. He did all their Indian installs. Yeah, the, the brewery in Bangalore is a brew pub that has Logan as a brewer there. And they're, the the cool thing about Logan Brewing in Bangalore, Bangalore must have twelve different breweries right now. Arbor had hoped to be the first; they were the fifth. But Logan is the only person there making beers that are unique. He's got a watermelon goza, for gosh sakes. You know, you don't find that in India. So I, I think the people in Gosler would be offended by that. But <laughs> So uh, we're, gonna, we're not going to cut you off, but we're going to hang out. We're yeah. going to have another half-quick episode. Yep. We've got a, a great topic that I'm glad we have brewers about. We're going to take a quick break. Um, yep, and this is going to be going on to a, a half episode, so, so 78 and a half. It's coming right up. Stick around if you want to hear it. <laughs> and no matter what you think of your beer, we think... It's better on draft. Have a good night. <laughs>